0: Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Spitting Silver and Black. I am your host, and Faya. I'm sitting here with my man. Say what's up. Hayland, Soquel. You know who it is. We are here and back for the 13th episode of Spitting Silver and Black. Thank you guys all for listening. We appreciate you so much.
1: Yes, we do. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. We really appreciate it.
0: We do appreciate it. We know you guys are listening. You're probably like, what do they look like? You should just go see us on our social media pages. You can follow me at a n i e a l a t i o n. I got some pretty good content on that page. Where can they find you, Galen?
1: You can find me on Twitter at mini underscore Kyle, too.
0: This week's episode is called Raiders International. So today we'll be talking about more sports updates in Las Vegas, such as the Las Vegas Bowl, the Super Bowl, um, we'll be talking about some OTAs, Raiders training camps, um, pre-season coming up soon and a lot of different changes, uh, to the Las Vegas community around the Valley. You ready for this, Kaylin?
1: Oh, let's just dive right in. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped for this.
0: Oh yeah. And I, again, you guys can't see us, but, uh, it's all written all over his face. He is pumped. So we're taking a deep look into the community today, Kaylin, is that right?
1: Oh, correct. Because lately the latest update on that standpoint Reggie Kinlaw, a two-time Super Bowl champion with the Raiders held a high school football camp at Desert Oasis High School mm-hmm. it involved it was three days involved fundamental drills, film study, and involved a competition designed for linemen and that was great He, Reggie Kinlaw provided words of encouragement to everyone and It's really good to see them dive in the community, as we've said in the past, and really everyone from the alumni to the present players really get involved in the community. I'm going to be attending a charity softball game hosted by a Golden Knights player in the coming weeks and provide you all with some sound on that. And just something to look forward to in the future. But on this note, it's really good to see that, as we said in the past.
0: Yeah, a lot of different things like like just how we mentioned uh, on the episode before about um, James Holzer. See, how, we, how do you Hope say Holzer? Holzer, Holzer? He uh, just donating to the community, just that check that he got from Jeopardy. So like, that's a really good. That just shows weekly on a weekly basis. Yeah, people are doing the good things in the community. and down here in Southern Nevada, in general.
1: Definitely, it's really good to see that. Really good to see community support, especially from teams and teams in the future that are coming here. Yeah, it's really yeah. good to see that. But, you know, we've talked enough of that in the past episodes. So let's move on to a topic that everyone wants to hear about, mm-hmm. the Super Bowl, because there ha- has been an update, according to Devin O'Connor of Casino.com. The commissioner is still concerned about legal expansion of sports betting, but Las Vegas, according to Mike Floyo, who said inside or close to the league, explained that Las Vegas will host the Super Bowl every four to five years, and they're in the running to be one of four cities to have the Super Bowl on a regular schedule, which Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL, really wants to see that, and I found that just to be Amazing, but you know, I Know everyone is excited for that is who's not excited for a Super Bowl in Las Vegas As we said on previous shows who's not excited for a Super Bowl in Las Vegas number one entertainment capital of the world uh, the second highest ranked Tourist city in the summer of 2019 this year who's not excited to see the fans get excited for a Super Bowl in the city.
0: So Vegas is all about doing things bigger, the best, doing things that no other city has not, hasn't done before. And I think that Las Vegas has already broken records. And for us to already just get a football team and we're already speaking about a Super Bowl in the city
1: before a team even arrives.
0: Before they even play one game, Um the city is so excited. We're pre- I love it because we're just preparing. Everybody is in like that prep mode. Like we're we're already showing so much love to the new teams, like the Knights and the Aviators. So the Raiders don't. I don't the even. Raiders think, just fit right in. The Raiders fit right in, and I don't think the Raiders even know like what they're getting themselves into for sure yet i mean they know what they get they are getting
1: themselves into because of the Golden knights winning right away they know that aspect power they know that they need to be invested in the community because they need the community support is that a lot of people from here are from elsewhere they really know they need that community support they're so close to their fan base in los angeles they really know what they're getting themselves into otherwise they wouldn't come here because they did their research and they well, have manifold that they could be a viable option here.
0: And when I say that I mean in a positive way, like obviously they know that Las Vegas, the market here is crazy. Like we obviously. Yeah, it's a thirty nine
1: T V market. I mean it's not huge, mm-hmm. but it's still substantial.
0: But I'm saying like this community support, they didn't realize it was going to be this big. I don't think anybody thought it was going to be this big. Just that stadium coming up itself. Crazy. Oh, and to have amazing. a Super Bowl in that stadium A Super Bowl on the Las Vegas Strip Not on the Las
1: Vegas Strip But adjacent to the Las Vegas Strip
0: I don't care what you say It's on the Strip That's on the Strip That is on the Strip
1: It's on the other side of I-15 So it's definitely not on the Strip
0: So Mandalay Bay is not on the Strip
1: Mandalay Bay is on the Strip But it The stadium can, is on the opposite side Of the Strip Opposite side of the The I-15 It's not on the strip But it's so close to the strip But that's why I say it's adjacent to the strip
0: So Rio isn't on the strip either No I guess if you want to say that But that whole area is the strip You can throw a rock For the listeners who don't know You can throw a rock At the stadium To the Mandalay Bay And hear it So it's right there It's just an overpass Like literally one overpass That's separating them And it's the strip I'm I'm born and raised in Las Vegas. It's a
1: strip. I've been here two and a half years and it's not the strip and I've learned better to say well, that it is the strip. Because well, I've read other places that it's said Rio was going to become one of the most famous off the strip resorts. But they're now renewing the gaming license now and it's fallen on hard times lately and MLB is rumored to be and expansion team coming to Las Vegas it's rumors now it's all just talk but I've been hearing it on my side
0: um, yeah most definitely I think that major league baseball just with um, them gaining a new stadium that's the only sports we're missing see Las Vegas is smart you know what they're doing they're getting every little piece to the puzzle they're getting every single sport that they that there is. We're gonna get curling and next.
1: We have curling actually. There was a championship curling matching matchup.
0: Oh, I think you didn't the tell me that. The world championships
1: over at the Orleans. I
0: think I seen that.
1: It was right after the Olympics where Wait, everyone so really weird. wanted to attend because everyone loves curling. There was so many. It was amazing to see all the old v- videos out there because it was really funny to see that.
0: Yeah, it is kind of entertaining in a way, I guess, because it's kind of like, what are we watching for real? But um, to see uh, Major League Baseball here with the Aviators could to be there.
1: And they are one of, they would be one of two cities, Las Vegas would be, mm-hmm. to have both a A baseball team and a Major, major baseball League team Baseball team in the same city.
0: Yep, same city. And that's what I've said. That's what I'm saying, how Las Vegas does things bigger and better. They like Las Vegas as a city, as a whole, likes to be the best, likes to be the first, the, the, doing it the, the largest. You should see the advertisements for MGM itself.
1: Everyone sees it. I mean, they own t- tons of casinos in Las Vegas yeah. and around the country even more with the passage of the Supreme Court ruling saying that gambling, sports gambling is legal in all 50 states in the United States, and MGM owns a ton here, and that's why you see so many advertisements for them, and their casino mm-hmm. is going to have a facelift in a couple of years, because this one has grown old, so they're going to have a nice new facelift on them, a new entrance, everything. It's in the works w- in the next couple of years, and... It's the ever-changing strip, as you would know, being yes. a local.
0: Yes, um, Many people don't even know that the the MGM entrance used to be a mouth of a lion. Unfortunately, it. Um, I don't know. I don't think that got burned down, but they just went ahead and re- renovated it, and it's a green, uh, green building with the lion on in the front now. But there used to actually be a lion as you walk through. The strip has just went undergone so many enhancements just in the last 20 years. One thing I
1: remember because I was here about a decade ago. There was like no fence walking up and down the strip and yeah. it was like no bollards, traffic bollards to prevent no. traffic going onto the sidewalk. You didn't have to walk inside and outside all the casinos.
0: Yeah, I, I miss and that.
1: I miss the open era of the strip. But you know what? 21st century marketing, private property and all this, people can do what they want.
0: i I don't know if it was just it was that and like people were just getting ran over. You used to be able. Well, they able had that to, one
1: accident in twenty fifteen, yeah, where that was a car really drove on the strip.
0: That was really bad. Um, but actually, um, back in the day when I was a kid, the Flamingo Hotel used to actually have flamingos, and you can see them. Oh wow! Yeah, like sit out, eat lunch, flamingos, right next to you.
1: That's interesting. Ne- never seen that. Of course, I've only been here two and a half years, but you know. yeah.
0: It was beautiful, and just just talking about Las Vegas and all the big things that it has coming. Um, Major League Soccer on its way.
1: Yeah, Bill Foley and billionaire Seth Klarman of the Bullpost Group, a Boston-based private investment partnership founded in 1982. They both are in discussion, sort of clashing. I don't want to say clashing because it's not the right word because they don't want to create animosity towards each other and create that in the Las Vegas Valley that's what they don't want they're sort of bidding and seeing who would get the highest bid to have a MLS Stadium and the MLS team here Bill Foley the Golden Knights owner has the support of the community with the Golden Knights winning mm-hmm. right away and with fan support behind them especially having the first pro sports team here in Las Vegas the NHL he has a lot of community support so, you don't want to have the animosity with him. You don't want to have friction with him at of all course in the not. city. But the MLS wants its own stadium because Bill Foley's plan is to have and utilize the Las Vegas Stadium, the home of the Raiders, for a new MLS stadium. Whereas Seth Clarman more or less wants his own stadium. Bill Foley would be fine with building a new stadium that worked better. And as he said, Bill Floyd, I'm very interested in this and we are working on making it happen. I believe the Raiders Stadium in a controlled temperature environment would be the best venue. But if that didn't work, I've considered building a specific soccer stadium. I've already been shown five sites in around the tourist district where it could work, which is amazing mm. because he's done this work before, but the city just approved a six year, 180 or six month, 180. 80 um, day contract with the Renaissance group to see and come up with a proposal yeah and one of the proposals is to replace Cashman field which is built in 1983 on a little over 60 acres and they'd have to revitalize that whole area because there's drugs there's gangs there's a lot of different groups around there that you need to revitalize like la's doing in order to bring in a oh, same I've talked to yeah yeah. another journalist in the city and he's like, yeah, they need to revitalize that in order to have soccer there because they need to make it look a lot nicer. So and how, the renderings how look really nice, would you but you suggest? Excuse Mark,
0: me, excuse me. How would you suggest to revitalize it? Uh, just build well a stadium? Well, they just need
1: to build the land around, buy the, purchase land around it, and buy Cashman Field, mm-hmm. Cashman Center, right. and Revitalize that plot land while building on areas ir- around it and lots around it to make it nicer, where like the Raiders are doing near them because w- uh, my automobile shop is when I take my car mm-hmm. to get fixed. Mm-hmm. Their storefronts are red now, so it's really revitalized that area a little bit. But it would happen to the same area over there, but it would be newer shops and everything in order to create a little nicer area. And that's what someone else said in the city. but if you have the Raiders stadium and use that for the MLS, which fully would be, would prefer. Mark Davis said, we are 365. The owner of the Raiders, Mark Davis, said, we are 365 days a year to fill in the stadium. We will be using it for eight regular season dates, plus hopefully all our playoff games. So at least 353, then there is UNLV football, among other events and the exact amount hasn't been figured for them because obviously it's still in the early stages early discussions Right. Uh, but list, he,
0: they did release a statement and they said that they look forward to speaking uh, with and that they're interested with the groups and Carolyn Goodman like you said before um, she's already been team build the stadium and then renaissance chairman he's uh, what was his name Floyd Keffert, Keffert. Um, I think he said over the next 10 years Las Vegas will have Three remaining sports teams as I was saying before if the aviators and they get they already get an uh, MLB team that's Major League Baseball yeah, there and will Miami. be an
1: uh, MLB and there will be an NBA team here so NBA, what won't you have here so
0: I'm gonna do a countdown for uh, listeners who are just listening today Las Vegas if you didn't know has a lot of sports teams that have just been newly added it's because some people don't some people who are not living on the West Coast, really don't know. So we have the Las Vegas Raiders that are coming in 2020, uh, the Las Vegas Aces, WNBA Basketball doing really well right now. Season just started. Um, then we have the Las Vegas Lights, who is the soccer team. And then minor league soccer team, might I add, but about to have another um, co-company, excuse me, co-affiliation with uh, a major league soccer team. So that's already on the way we have curling (laughs) we have that too we also have a unlv athletics as a whole in general the las vegas the excuse me the vegas golden knights am i missing anyone else
1: the pac-12 tournament men's and women's basketball yeah mountain west tournament the uh western athletic association tournament the western conference Western we Coast so many tournaments, tournament, basketball tournament. So we have a lot going yeah. on in March. Because they want to have the NCAA tournament here because of sports betting. But now, as sports betting is legal, Las Vegas wants a, a Final Four or a national champion here. They don't just want a regular regional site. They want to be the site to go to. And but yeah. what's amazing on with the MLS is that two billionaires are bidding between each other, which is really cool because... MLS is just sitting back, watching play out, yeah. as Ed Graney saying said, little
0: statements here and there. Of the Las
1: Vegas review, review Journal, Ed Graney.
0: And not even to mention, five years ago, Vegas made a bid for $200 million, But it was rejected because the market was low. But get this. A lot of bread is being broken on this. To go along with that $200 million, that was their bid five years ago. Their bid five years ago. We're in a whole new market now. We're doing great. At least two hundred and fifty million is on the line, plus a two hundred million dollar expansion fee that you just have to cough up just for becoming a new team.
1: So yeah, a lot but of yeah, but bet. it's not as much as the NHL was with seven hundred fifty million to cough up. Two hundred million, oh, course is course like not. Pennies to that. Of big course chunk of not.
0: Damage. I just hope that with building this new stadium and um, uh, more stadiums that there that are coming. That the money is going into the school district more and and i do see that with community but i just dis- but um, just
1: don't raise our taxes for the we school c- district. we
0: can't raise our tax our taxes however um in the ccsd this week um school has already ended but the teachers have already said that they're going on strike school ended a week ago
1: yeah but the state is still figuring out how to fund the schools without raising everyone's taxes because yeah. that's the last thing that people want to do. That's the last thing, last thing people want to hear is to pay more for more things because the cost of living will go up. And then, uh, like with the Raiders, a lot of the players to go to the Raiders, as I said in previous weeks, mm-hmm. they come here because there's no state income tax. They want to pay as less and, and as least amount that they can to play here.
0: I, have, I understand economics. A lot of things go into it. However, I feel like with all the money that the city is making, we can have a way to sh- shuffle and funnel it into the education because that is yeah, very important.
1: Yeah. It's definitely Im- important very to important. the Raiders as well. Yeah. With don- donating to the city and with Raiders players hosting camps at high schools with the Raiders going out into the community to mm-hmm. really train up and be with these high schoolers.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because there's going to be a lot of – think about heavy how heavy the recruiting process is going to be now.
1: It's going to be very heavy.
0: Yeah. And what else is going to be heavy is more sports heading towards Las Vegas, such as not the only Las the Las
1: Vegas Bowl as yeah. well, because people have talked about the Las Vegas Bowl here in Las Vegas. Because it was at San Boyd Stadium and is at San Boyd Stadium this last year. But it's going to be a game-changer. they're moving to the new Las Vegas Stadium, which has 65,000 seats and 128 suites. It's going to have actually six year deal, sorry. At Mount Side of the Palms resort this past week and different commissioners from the Pac twelve, Big Ten, and SEC were there. Yeah. The Pac twelve is going to be the main team there. Whereas the Big Ten and SEC are going to switch off. The SEC is going to play in twenty twenty. The Big Ten is going to be there in twenty twenty one. SEC twenty twenty two. Big ten 2023. Okay, you get it by now. But um, it's going to be post-Christmas. It's going to be the second in line after the college football playoff teams are <laughs> announced. And it's going to be shared with the Holiday Bowl. It's going to be great. Larry Stein the Pac-12 already hosts one of the tournaments in Las Vegas, the men's and women's basketball tournaments. Yes, this women's year. Women's at MGM. But the men's is at T-Mobile ever since the... NHL team, the Vegas Golden Knights, moved to the other pro sports venue in town. He said that the experience of hosting some of our premier Pac-12 events in Las Vegas has been tremendous for our student-athletes, universities, and fans. And to have the opportunity to play in such an incredible stadium against top-quality competition on a national stage through ESPN will be welcomed by our student-athletes and fans. And that's amazing to hear him say that because... he. His team has already played here, like this past year, Herm Edwards and ir- Arizona State played against the Mountain West, Jeff Tedford's, Fresno State team, in which mm-hmm. Fresno State came out on top, but it's amazing hearing him say that because it means that he wants to stay here. The Pac-12 tournament this past year in basketball suffered because there was no team in the top 25, but when you have a top-tier team and the Pac-12 is a top-tier conference, USC is a destination for mm-hmm. players five stars are trancing back there because they want to go to their home they want to play in their city and they want to represent their town and it means so much to them to play at USC mm-hmm. and the Pac-12 is has so many premier teams that they're it's astounding that they're coming here to play then with the bowl moving after Christmas um it's amazing because They'll share spots spot with the Belk Bowl in the SEC pool, and that follows up the College Football Playoff Citrus selections and hosted a team here, as I said, in 2020, 2022, 2024 with uh, the SEC. And they're not used to it, traveling this far across the country, as the SEC commissioner, Greg Sankey said. And he said, The Las Vegas Bowl provides the SEC with a new and exciting destination for our student-athletes and traveling fans at a location outside of traditional geographic footprint, and in a much-anticipated matchup with the Pac-12 Conference opponent. The Big 12 has sor- sort of slid, so the SEC and Pac-12 has moved up, and it's amazing to hear him say that the Southeast is way to the south and east side of the country. Them coming here, it's a destination, and Greg Sankey said that. And Anaya?
0: Yeah, um, I was going to say a lot of that and more, um, and I like to see that, Unfortunately, they're shedding their Mountain West affiliation, but I think but that you know the
1: she wants to move in a powerful conference, so it doesn't matter for the people of Las Vegas, but it matters to the Mountain West because they're losing one bowl game here in Las Vegas with one of the te- current teams, and so it's really going to sort of mess that up.
0: Well, and um, they're already getting rid of Sam Boyd anyway, and they will be playing. In the Las Vegas Stadium, but not even to mention that already, just all all the football events are always in Sam Boyd, as far as the Las Vegas Bowl and a UNLV football. So they're playing that arena was only like thirty seven thousand people can fit their Vacancy, but they're moving to a sixty five thousand seat stadium with one hundred
1: twenty eight suites, a ton of suites.
0: For one point eight billion dollars, and they're going to be playing on a whole new set of lights and a whole new f- on a whole new field, breaking in a whole new turf. So I think that also the intensity and the and the uh, clout of it being after Christmas, also moving it and because normally it's it's hot, it's in the morning and it's hotter, right? Yeah. So they're moving it after Christmas more like a football game should be. Yeah, and exactly. And Vegas. it's going
1: to be one of the premier events because it's a destination Las Vegas is and then to have it in the spotlight is even bigger as Steve Hill the CEO and President of the Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority said it will highlight our city and provide a great economic boost for Southern Nevada which is great and as I said it's a destination city Las Vegas the current or ex-commissioner of the Big Ten now because the chief operating officer of the minnesota vikings the first african-american to be a top commissioner in the group power five conference is a new commissioner of the big ten and so the former commissioner of the big ten said the city of las vegas is a world-class de- destination that will be attracted to the participants and fans from our schools and support provided by the raiders organization and espn will create a tremendous opportunity to ve- elevate this game, onto the national stage. And with him saying that, that's just great because they're coming from the East Coast. Mm -hmm. They don't have to come out here to Las Vegas. Of course, it's cheap for them because I know flights from Cleveland because I go there a lot are $150 round trip. So, and they have their own flights and everything, but it's across the country. But again, they want to highlight themselves in the world-class stadium, world-class entertainment city, and in one of the best venues in the entire country. As Mark Badane said, the Raiders are proud to partner with the LVCVA and ESPN mm-hmm. to bring the tradition of the Las Vegas Bowl to Las Vegas Stadium, which will provide exciting destination for the Pac-12, SEC and Big Ten. He continued to say, the Raiders are committed to continue to attract sporting events to the newest world-class venue in the entertainment capital of the world and as we alluded to earlier and talked about the MLS Bill Foley want to play there as well so events are piling up fast for people who want to use a huge a, a blast out of all this world I can't even describe venue because this venue is going to be unlike any other it's going to be world class and my mind is already going there. I'm like I can see the virtual tours going inside the stadium <laughs> and the <laughs> eternal oh, the flame the stadium the You're things teasing. rolling in and out it's just it's just great but I won't expand too much on that because we expanded too much <laughs> last time so you know I'm, I'm just going to say Las Vegas Bowl being there it's going to be another destination for you Raiders fans out there to attend because you to see the stadium in other uh, light
0: yeah I'm just thinking about the memorabilia Um, The t-shirts that will be made that will go down in history that people will look at 20 years from now and see 2020 as the first season that everything just boomed everything from all of these events that are going to be hosted in this arena. We haven't even thought about the concerts, the festivals. We were already thinking about the Super Bowl as one. The Super Bowl is huge. Yeah. But
1: thinking of the Las Vegas Bowl with three other top power five conferences and Big 12 has sort of the lowest rung of them right now because without their top teams, without Oklahoma, without Texas, what would they be? They wouldn't be where they are. Baylor's trying to come back, but it's a Big 12. They haven't had one good, really competitive team in the college football playoffs given Oklahoma is like the only team right now, but Texas with Tom Herman is building their way up and but the Pac-12 is like the third best team in the power five conference Big Ten SEC are fighting for number one number two and I mean Pac-12 football I mean SEC football is above the Big Ten but in all sports is a wash but the sports that are going to be there the teams that are going to possibly play here that's huge because that provides another outline to see the Raiders stadium.
0: All these future aspects of the city is getting in for UNLV football, for Raiders football, for sports in general. I just see nothing, everything going up and up. And it is, the city is just going fast. to shine. Yeah, so we're going to when we come back from the commercial break we're going to get into the Raider OTAs um, some players making waves um, in preseason in practice and then we're going to be right back
1: yeah and we have to also touch on the three countries one season two cities two seasons yeah international play other areas because that's a huge topic this past week mm-hmm. a lot of people are talking about it, and we're going to be talking about it from the Las Vegas standpoint so thank you for listening to us, we're Spitting Silver and Black, powered by SB Nation.
0: Spitting Silver and Black, we'll be right back. I told you we'd be right back. We are back on Spitting Silver and Black. I am your host, Naya Faya, here with...
1: Kaelon Sirkel.
0: We want to get into the topic of today's show, Raiders International. So uh, Raiders are making some global moves with more sports updates, such as...
1: The um, playing the third preseason game in Winnipeg, Western Canada.
0: Yes, and they're just signatures away, merely signatures away from making history in Las Vegas, not only in Las Vegas, but in three different countries.
1: Mexico City and Europe.
0: And not to forget London, so Winnipeg and Manitoba, Canada. I believe it's somewhere in in August, around August. And that on the ninth instance that will be the ninth international game, I believe. No, England will be the ninth international game in October. Yes. So we're just like the Raiders is just partnering up with Las Vegas because they like to make things big. They like to do things big. They like to go big or go home. And have so, an
1: international fan base too.
0: And they already have that well developed. So for them to be making moves. Globally, I mean, what can you expect? And for them to be the first, they have that in common with Las Vegas as well. And with Las Vegas, you can just look at the strip. We brought so many different cities to Las Vegas. So many I mean, different countries? Cities? excuse me, countries to Las Vegas. No cities, too. What's, what do you call the New York, New York?
1: <laughs> true, true, very, very
0: true. <laughs> there you go. The Paris, the Luxor the mandalay bay just
1: stole the word out of my mouth
0: yeah like all the different cultures that are here in just this strip alone just this city alone and it just shows the comparison of them making moves globally worldwide we have a lot in common us in the city of las vegas and the raiders
1: yeah and if i can expand on winnipeg Mm -hmm. um i listened to the press conference a couple days ago and the nfl and cfl officially announced that the Raiders and Packers will meet August 22nd in Winnipeg. Kickoff is at 5 p.m. Pacific time. Mm-hmm. If you go to the game in Winnipeg, it's at 7 p.m. at IG Field. And it's actually the Raiders' newest tight end, Luke Wilson's hometown. Mm-hmm. And he said there's a lot of silver and black Ray Nation fans in Winnipeg. Aye, aye. And so while listening to the different people speak, they alluded to that they're going to play the starters. There, the Raiders. Because mm-hmm. It's the third preseason game, and they usually play the starters in that game. And John Graham from On Ice Entertainment, they said there's going to be a lot of festivities put around the game leading up to the game to excite people. They're going to talk about a later date, mm-hmm. but they say it's not just going to be the game. There's going to be a lot of festivities. It's going to be like a festival before okay. the game sort of like we described with the Super Bowl here, but they said it's gonna be a festival up there, which I thought was really interesting. You have anything to say on that?
0: I think that that's what what's missing with sports is the multimedia and fun aspect of it. So like you're seeing more tailgates, um, just for example, the NBA finals with Jurassic Park in Toronto, they're cutting back and the, and they're looking at their pay scene to them outside of the arena. They're turned up. And that kind of carnival festival aspect that you get leading up to the event just makes you, first of all, it's smart because we're going to buy the ticket anyway to go see the game. But then we're going to make sure we get included on all these festivities as well. And just think about if that was to happen this season. This season alone, the Raiders are playing 12 of their games not in the Bay. They won't even be in the Bay Area for 12 games. So just think about 12 different little carnivals if they're out, if they're wherever they are. Like, that's cool.
1: Well, Yorubari has that in London. They do that every single season with the different teams. But an agreement with the NFL says you have to play one team in London and a home game in London if you're relocating and which Raiders are doing.
0: Yeah, I think that is – I wouldn't see why anybody would disagree with that making it a rule is like you have to demand you have to it was like honestly that just could have been optional
1: <laughs> i mean hey it adds more money and value to the franchise yeah. because they have more international base and they could say we have international empire on everyone monopoly over everyone because it's them it's mm-hmm. their team and their fans because who doesn't want to see the same team season after season It's their team.
0: no i love it because i love london as you know So just think about me reporting live from London on the sidelines in the blistering cold weather. I wouldn't mind it at all.
1: Just hearing your voice makes me think of Sky Sports.
0: Sky Sports? Well, maybe I'll just talk like that the rest of the episode. I will definitely look forward to seeing the Raiders in London though. Playing there, crazy. I bet
1: you'll be going to the game as well.
0: Yes, I will. Um, The Chicago Bears are week 10. It's just a lot of exciting moves that they're making. I just love that they're international as a, a whole franchise. It's just from them coming from our backyard. You, you have to think I'm from Vegas. California's right here. So them playing at, in different places, going to our neighbor next door, Canada, making that connection. The NBA is already speaking about adding another expansion team in Canada. They used to be the, um, I believe it was the Toronto Grizz. Then it changed to the Raptors and they had a, another one for I think it was Montreal or Ontario.
1: Yeah, I believe it's Montreal.
0: Yeah. So I love making that connection. Maybe who knows, we actually get a professional football team in London, but it'd be kind of hard. Well they were. The,
1: the Jaguars are think talked about that a couple of seasons ago, but their owner, Sadiq Khan, shut that down.
0: Oh, shut it down. Absolutely not. <laughs> not on his watch. <laughs> So, on our watch, we are watching all the stars breaking out in the OTAs. Yeah, yeah
1: but could I talk about the Winnipeg further a little oh, bit? Oh, yes, please, because please, further Winnipeg, on. we only need to talk about a little bit OTAs ahead. because everyone talks about that. And so, um, if I'll, I'll talk about what sort of everyone said. The executive vice president and legal counsel of the Raiders, Dan Vantrell, said he looks forward to adding to the great fans of Winnipeg to Raider Nation with all the fans that Luke Wilson said are already there, adding even more fans is just great because, as I said earlier, exp- adds more fans to the team, more mm-hmm. value to the team, and you have more fans traveling to Vegas, which helps out the Vegas economy, and more fans from all over coming to one city. With them playing Mexico City, they're adding another set of fans. P- fans are just going to come together to Las Vegas because fans, tickets are so cheap already, and the city is already great. With mm-hmm. so many other options, too. People can just make a whole weekend out of it. And then the Raiders Hall of Famer, Fred Balintikoff. Oh, you don't want to forget him. He played with the Lutes and Stampeders in Canada. Mm-hmm. He said, it's great to have them play here and then fall in Western Canada, because they've had them play in Toronto before. But playing in Western Canada, it's totally different for the Raiders because it adds them. They're a pioneer out there. They talked about having in other cities, but they said they really wanted them to play in Winnipeg at the Blue Bombers home, home of the CFL team. They change off of the football and the soccer over there, but they said it's going to be really easy to change it, minimal work, relocating goalposts and putting different ones in. It's going to be really interesting, and they're looking forward to having an NFL field in Canada to see what it looks like putting all lines in. And that leads me to my next person, Wade Miller, the president and CEO of Winnipeg Blue Bombers. He's, he said he's really excited for it, and he's looking forward to a partnership, an everlasting partnership with the team. And the last person who talked at the press conference, Marcus Chambers, the deputy mayor and counselor for St. Norbeth, CN River over there said tourism benefited through events like this. And he thanked both Wade Miller and the Winnipeg football team because they said that it's going to be really good for the city, especially with the festivities. Who won wanna go to Winnipeg? My brother went there. He goes to Wyoming. He went up to Winnipeg for a little carnival and stuff. And he said in a concert he said it was really nice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, I don't see anything there. Fans didn't see anything there from Vegas, but it's going to add another location for Raiders and other teams to possibly go to in the future, which is better for us in the US Visits It's cheaper to fly there than it is to London.
0: Yeah, and the travel aspect, that's what I was gonna say. We actually have another place to vacate to see a Raiders game. We can go to an away game in another country. So that aspect of it is just monumental. And adding the festivities along with that, it, m- it just makes it more of a, like an enjoyable time for the fans, something that they'll never forget.
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, how can you forget seeing your first NFL game in Warrant Peck? I mean, <laughs> you can't.
0: History. They're making history. Signatures away. Like I said, signatures away from signing. Definitely. Well, now we can get to the OTAs. Finally. <laughs> Finally. Yes, they are still going on. Who I wanted to just speak about exactly was Monte Burfick. Um, He's been making waves in the OTAs ever since he was released by the Bengals. We swooped him up. The Raiders swooped him up, excuse me. And he's been – it wasn't looked at as like something that would work in the beginning. But, I mean, his old defensive coordinator, Paul Gunther. Gunther. Gunther, excuse me. That was his old off defensive coordinator. So, why wouldn't they click? They clicked immediately. He already knows how his how he wants to run his defense, and what he's been doing is he's been helping out some of the rookies get get adjusted and get used to the new style of play. So, um, I just think that it just makes sense for him to just be a big brother to a lot of. The players and get everybody in line. Since he already knows, he has a keen eye, and even the de- defensive tackle Maurice Hurst, he was impressed by uh, what Burfict was been has been doing in the OTAs. Not to mention, he finished last season as a team best tackle. Burfick and him are were in tune, as he said. They said they're in tune. He said that Gunther said he was great. So I think that this just means even better for the Raiders defense this season, as we all we has, have been pushing this whole entire season of spitting silver and black is the defense and running a whole new offense, essentially a whole new team. So I just think that adding them and people like, uh, Farrell, um, Trayvon Mullen, Farrell, Pharrell, excuse me, uh, Farrell, Farrell, hmm. shout out to Farrell Williams, uh, mm-hmm. cornerback Trayvon Mullen, um, uh, D.N., uh, Max Crosby, adding all those guys, Isaiah Johnson, adding all those guys, uh, making that line even stronger. I think that we're going to do great offensively this season and actually be in the running of one of the teams with the best defense. It's going to shock a lot of people.
1: Yes, it will. And if I may go off of what you were saying about Perfect, um, John Newby on the Raiders 24-7 Sports site said, Perfect is familiar with Gunther's scheme, as you said, mm-hmm. um, and enjoyed the best seasons of his career. Of course, he only played with the Bengals, but Gunther was his defensive coordinator with the Bengals in Cincinnati from 2014 to 2017, where he had right. four interceptions in 2015 through 16 seasons combined, third-highest tackle season of his career with 101 tackles in 2016, and then he even had a career-high passes defense in 2016 with eight just provide you a little background saying why they are the best seasons and Newby went on to say he should provide consistency to his group provided he keeps his nose clean because there was a lot of back and forth with him and Cincinnati and with other teams he was known as a rough player in Cincinnati and he's trying to shed that here by helping other guys learn he was always known as a guy who taught others Mm -hmm. but He's wa- trying to wash that clean in Oakland and having a new line there. And it's really great to see that. Now, going out of the what you're saying about Hurst, I'll provide a quote for everyone to add on to what Naya said. He, has com- he said, Perfect, has complete understanding, so there's certain things that he knows they're going to occur during the course of a season. So he's able to adjust us, adjust us, tell us how we can play a backside gap in this, he'll cover us or whatever. He's really easy to talk to, just a great teammate overall, which is really good to hear from a second player, your player talk about a veteran Mm -hmm. like that because usually the veteran is the one to talk about the rookie and rookie or talk about myself. But it's really good to talk about how these guys are building chemistry with each other. Uh, You have a couple words on new chemistry?
0: Just like the new chemistry in the whole team. So we get that new brown and car relationship and with Burfitt coming in and making raider nation the brotherhood already even more solid by him a newcomer somebody's new to the team but already has that connection and when he did that trade it just made sense like i said before so so we already have somebody who has done these plays ran these drills know how he knows how he wants everything done, so it's kind of like when you're when you're the big when you're the big sister in my case, and the new kid comes along, aka my my baby sister who I love. Um, I have to tell her how like how it runs around here. So basically, and they're getting it from someone who has already been through it. So I think that it's gonna be magnificent. The chemistry in the air. Everybody's finding their buddies and stuff. It's not too clicky or anything, but. Everybody's finding the people who they're going to be clicking with on the field when the games are played.
1: Yeah, definitely. And then um, the chemistry, it's different this year because they're not going into a whole new system. Mm-hmm. These players have played in system one year already. Yeah. They're bringing back the whole on-field staff, or majority of it, and it's really good to see that because chemistry plus veteran players plus rookies. People can teach each other and learn off each other and with that chemistry it's going to be better than bringing Burfecht, a perfect new player to Oakland but he knows the system. That's good because he's a veteran of the system while the others are heading to the second year only to improve Well, you have the new players coming in who are learning and learning from the veterans, learning from the se- second year players which is only better and go- only going to help them and it's really looking like it's shaping up to be a good season for the Raiders mm-hmm. because players have talked about the chemistry but this year they said there's more. Last year they didn't feel as much of a group as they do now but they feel more of it this year.
0: Well talk about um, how the chemistry is going with the front office and uh, defensive back Garyon Connolly. They stuck with him. Um, he had a pretty good season last year. He uh, ran pass rushing yards. was 72.8 percentage. And then in 2018 alone, he had 10 breakups, and I think it was three interceptions. Um, and I think that they admitted that whole uh, issue and tension that they had. And from what I see in the OTAs, it looks like he's been ready to work. <laughs> he, he left that behind him, and I think that he's going to have a really, really good season. Um, the fans the fans are really who's been patiently waiting to see Connolly, such as myself too, because I just know he's a beast. And also, who was a beast just in last season, um, the Raiders scored touchdowns at 53.4%. Touchdowns. And then, like I said, Carr was pretty good.
1: 53.4% of what?
0: Of their red zone trips. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, like, those were teams like the Steelers, the Chiefs, who were doing that before. Like I said, they had eight interceptions last season. So that weren't that wasn't that bad. And during that time, Antonio Brown scored 59 touchdowns. And he has just been named, uh, as a wide receiver, the second best zone target in the NFL. So I think that's pretty good as somebody who we just acquired in the offseason. And he's coming into a style of play that people are already getting used to. So I think that this season for the Raiders is going to be phenomenal. A better one that we've seen in, in any seasons prior. Not any season, but the most recent seasons prior.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I, another player who people uh, talk about and the players talk about is Cleveland Farrell. Um, Vontez Perfect actually spoke about him at one of the recent uh, training camp practices, All he right. says he's a leader in the huddle, which is tough to see that, hard to see that in a rookie. But Pharrell is really a leader, what people were looking for. He will talk to the crowd, talk to the huddle, and say, finish this period off strong. And it's practice, it's only practice. And he's already developing those habits. He's very advanced, understands calls like a gap call when perfect call asks him to go to this gap, do that. Mm-hmm. He understands that, which is really good. Being advanced, being a leader, you need all these. If you need, if you hit and have to hit on a player in the draft, in which the Raiders need to do in order to succeed w- when they move to Vegas.
0: And something that you wanted to say, I, I want to ask you off air, because I feel like this person you should save for your greater Raider.
1: Yeah, but um, on another note Um, another young player that the Raiders players talk about um, Lamarcus Joyner talks about uh, Jonathan Abram a safety uh, from Mississippi State Lamarcus Joyner new safety coming in from the Rams last year he says Jonathan Abram he's an alpha he has to slow down he's ready to go he's been alpha his whole life I told him you just have to think Keep things on your feet on the ground and let things come out of him. That's what people were talking about in the draft when they are worried about Abram saying he goes p- to people. He's hard hitting, but he also needs to think about where he's going, not just to have the ball attack the player with the ball because everyone knows the player can move. The ball doesn't move as much as the ball is being carried by the player. But he needs to slow down and go after the players and go after the ball and, and go after the player I, as Joyner said just slow it down because the NFL is fast enough and he told uh, Gunther, Paul Gunther the defense coordinator said he's smart from rookie player with all this stuff safeties have to know he's on top of it everyday so it's good to hear him I hear him communicate doesn't sound like he sounds like a veteran which is really good to hear from a defense coordinator of course the defense coordinator mm-hmm. will say that about a player right. a lot but from your defense coordinator, from your coach, to the media, it's really good to hear him echo the same sentiments that he does on the field about how he's really advanced, really has learned a lot from mm-hmm. them. And he's continued to say that to Michael Gelkin of the Los Angeles v- v- Journal. He says he's real smart, um, he's on top of everything. And then to hear Whitehead said to Gelkin, just hard workers, they're smart, great guys, they love the game. I really don't have one bad thing to say about them. They really like sponges now, just soaking everything up. He said that about the rookies in general, but when specifically asked about Jonathan Abram, he said, I'm always going back and forth with him. He likes to talk a lot. That's my guy. It's good to have a locker room guy like that because he Mm -hmm. can be a true leader and one of the true leaders that the Raiders need and one that I nominate for my great Raider of the week because Jonathan Abram, when someone points you out specifically like that, that's great. And... Really good to have the chemistry of the veterans because that's the only way you're going to improve because the veterans talk to you. The veterans want you to be better, be the best you can be. And for Jonathan Abram, best of luck to you, buddy.
0: And he, him, Abram, and others like Pharrell and Max Crosby, them just getting their chemistry together this offseason is going to be really, really good for them to be connecting because they're going to be the ones looking at each other left and right when hike is gone, you know, so I'm excited. I'm really excited. My greater reader, I just mentioned to my, I, I had a, t- a tough time going back uh, between perfect and Brown. And it's pretty hard now still.
1: <laughs>
0: so I'm going to go with Antonio perfect
1: Antonio perfect Antonio
0: perfect <laughs> So Antonio who he was just named the second best red zone target in the NFL. Talk about a slap in the face to the Steelers just to see that as a headline. You know, Pittsburgh just letting him go, well, he wanted to leave, let's be clear. But what a a slap in the face because Antonio hasn't even played one game yet and it's just been a whole bunch of really, really, really great, prosperous things that has been in his way and, and good relationships, and he's fitting right in. Um, and what I'll say, perfect is, since Burfic was being a team leader, as he always is, as you mentioned before, Kaylin, him coming in as a big brother and adding uh, to the defense, partnering up with Paul to get everything uh, ready and prepared for this next season, Um, and listening to his um, counterparts praising him and being in shock and so impressed by his efforts to not only help them but show them the correct way of doing things you need that veteran experience like you just said in the locker room on the team because they've been here before they're the ones who can calm you down in a situation when they just blink their eyes in their in the playoffs in the third round you know somebody who to, to keep them level-headed and who's been there before you know? So uh, you had uh, my greater Raider will be Antonio Perfect. I got two. This is the first time I've done that, and it looks like you have something, something to say, Kaylin.
1: Yes, I just want to reply to Colin Coward of Fox Sports One on there saying mm-hmm. that the Raiders are still dysfunctional on your NFL noise meter, or whatever that thing is. I'm just going to say I'm ignoring you because. That's not true, and the Steelers are, you say, still deep in the playoffs. They're more like an average team now, so without Antonio Brown, but the Raiders are definitely towards the playoffs. So everyone, don't listen to him.
0: No, do we ever listen to him? Never. Never. <laughs> well, um, it's been a great episode. I think that we packed in a lot in a exactly one hour show. I hope you guys uh, like what we just spit, you know, just because this is spitting I super and like, black. I like that. You like that? Um, I hope you guys enjoy what we just spit some flavor in your ear. Uh, I hope you were informed because I feel like we gave a lot of information about Las Vegas, um, the Raiders as a team, their international moves that they've been making, um, still giving you guys some updates on the OTAs because we guys are obviously not at the practices. But if you just make sure, you know, you heard everything you heard here first on SB Nation.
1: Yes, we're Spin Server in Black, powered by SB Nation.
0: And make sure when you get a chance, you go ahead and check out your boy Q and Joe Origo on their podcast. And they're both
1: going to be at the Raiders camp.
0: Oh, yeah. You you can check them out. To provide sound
1: for us and for you guys. So make sure you thank them.
0: Yeah, check out all that content and more when you listen to Spitting Silver and Black on the Spitting Silver and Black. (laughs) Make sure you listen to Spitting Silver and Black on the Silver and Black Pride Pride Podcast Podcast Network on SB SB Nation. Nation. The Raiders are coming
1: to Las Vegas to win.
0: You are listening to Spitting Silver and Black on the Silver and Black Pride Podcast Network on SB Nation.